Blog Talk Radio. I think at one time or another we've all questioned as to whether all that we see and, and are experiencing in our world has some sort of a rational plan behind it. Because we understand now that both the Republican and the Democratic Party in our country are basically run by the same people, the same money finances both sides. We now know, of course, through the work of many historians who have spent their life working on research to show us that both sides of world conflicts have always been financed by the same people. And as I've said before, this seems to be a, a method to the madness going on in the world. We know, of course, that we cannot depend on our leaders. Our leaders are misleaders. There is a science that they're following. They have their own agenda, and it doesn't include you. What your government pays for, it gets. If you are paid to do something for the government, they will extract from you exactly what they have paid for. When we understand that, then we look at universities and schools, government-financed institutions of education, and see the kind of students and the kind of education that's being turned out by these government finance schools, logic will tell you that if what is being turned out in those schools was not in accord with what the state and the federal government wanted, then it would change it. The bottom line is that the government is getting what they have ordered. They're getting what they have paid for. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. That is why our country and our world has become so proliferated with entertainments, mass media, game shows, television shows, amusement parks, drugs, alcohol, and every kind of entertainment that keep the human mind entertained so that you don't get in the way of important people by doing too much thinking. You had better wake up and understand that there are people who are guiding your life and you don't even know it. And all American citizens, I think, have suspected something like this is going on. But we're all too busy trying to stay alive and live our lives and after all, what can one person do about it? This is the most powerful government the world has ever known. They have a, they had the ability to get a hold on Adolf Hitler 50 years ago. He had a standing army, the greatest navy, air force, military, secret underworld organizations operating throughout the world. But this government got a hold on Adolf Hitler because it chose to and it wanted to. And if you do not pay your income taxes, they will find you if you go to the Amazon jungle. And they will make an example of you. They will find you and they will deal with you. And you know it. But for some reason they're unable to get a handle on drugs and the crime in the streets for some reason. In the year of our Lord, 1314, Patriots of Scotland, starving and outnumbered, charged the fields of Bannockburn. They fought like warrior poets, 
they fought like Scotsmen and won their freedom. Let me make this an absolute fact. The goal is world peace. That must be our prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world whether we want to be or not. And therefore we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that we must have strength. Meeting this mission as responsibility for preserving the peace, which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. You know, I always want to start off a little something here to lay out the platform here. I do invite people on from time to time and and uh, to allow them to speak or talk about the things that we're facing here to understand the times in which we're living today. And the times today in which we're living are sure as heck really spinning out of control. And I know people will say, well, they've said that before and nothing happened. And we're just going through cycles. And, you know, we saw World War Two and the Korean War and Vietnam and Desert Storm and the World Trade Center get blown up. And, you know, we've got all these things that have happened throughout the course of our country here and the world events that have happened around the world and globe. As history is written usually by the people who control the history books or usually the winner. And... The true history or the facts are never, ever, ever told or shown us uh, for the element of, of course, control. If we really knew the truth or we really understood what was going on or if we just wanted to know, do you really think they would be able to control the masses of people or control exactly what we see, think, smell, breathe, uh, whatever, uh, whatever scenario you want to use, we are living it, and we are living a lie. And we have very little control over our own destiny. People are guiding our lives, and we know it, some of us, and a lot of us don't care, and some of us don't really know. So what do we do about it? What's taking that control? We have people with the vaccines. They're losing their jobs around the country at an alarming rate. We have this trucker protest that we're covering, that we're going to begin to cover here. Uh, and start getting into the bottom of this and finding out what's going on and getting to the truth of it. And uh, we really do need to, to do this because it's spreading, from what I understand, like wildfire. And uh, the the elements and the truck. People need to understand everything comes on a truck. Everything, all your all your uh, tangible assets that you have, you know, uh, comes on a truck. So uh, without trucks. Our our cities would crumble, would crumble. We've got to have trucks to uh, transport our goods and services throughout the country, throughout North America, and back and forth to the shipping ports. And trade and commerce is very, very important. And money and and commerce and goods and services is what keeps the lifeline of 7.5 billion people uh, exchanging and uh, working together. This whole big deck of cards, this house of cards, is going to come crashing down, I believe. How long can they keep propping it up? I mean, well, we say, well, last week it was pretty bad, or a couple years ago it was pretty bad, or 20 years ago it was pretty bad. And yet we uh, 
got through it, right? We got through it. So, phone number 657-383-0616. I'm going to press number one here real quick just to open, open up. I mean, uh, excuse me. I'm going to uh, play this uh, uh, couple. I got people messaging me here on uh, social media. Uh, so, uh, let me uh, open up the intro here with this little something here. We'll start off with a little bit of religion and uh, see what see where it takes us from there. And if you talk, you press the number one. And uh, I see a couple people with their hands up. So, give me about five minutes here of this intro, and then I will connect callers, Okay. So let's start off here with a little uh, something here to play, and uh, we'll go from there. And, uh, again, understanding the times in which you live today. We have to understand the times in which we live today. Can we understand these times? I've been retold in accounts by later believers in the gospel. So began the building of a religion. Now it is our turn, with the help of scholars and historians, theologians and archaeologists, to return to that time and use our best efforts to understand that story of a man born in obscurity in whose name a faith was made.
millions of people pass through this veil of tears in exactly that way. We can tell the story by looking at the way the earliest Christians themselves thought about Jesus, by the way they kept his memory alive, by the way that they told the story. Central to the story is the fact that Jesus was born a subject of the Roman Empire. And in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Jesus was born during the reign of the Emperor Augustus in the sort of a booming economy of the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. And on every coin that Augustus had were the words, Divi Filius, son of the divine one, Julius Caesar, son of God. This is on every billboard in the Mediterranean world. He is the savior of the world, and he brings the peace. Now, you may have scruples about how he brings the peace, but he brings peace to Rome, and as the saying goes in, in Latin, peace to the Rome and quiet to the provinces. This is he, Augustus Caesar, son of a god who shall restore the golden age and spread his empire. Rome's empire spread across the Mediterranean, sweeping through North Africa and reaching as far west as Spain. To the east, it encompassed Egypt, Turkey, Greece, and Palestine, where Jesus was born in the Jewish land of Judea, then ruled by King Herod. In Judea, the King Herod was in effect a client king. He ruled uh, almost in place of Rome. He was, the, he was the voice of Rome, the instrument of Rome. Probably instrument of Rome is best in, in that because he, he had his own independent notion, certainly. Herod the Great was probably one of the greatest kings of the post-biblical period in Israel, but you wouldn't want your daughter to date him. He was uh, ambitious, brutal, um, extremely successful. And it is one of the real untold ironies of Jewish history that this man, who, who's the guy you love to hate in Jewish history, really, uh, leaves the most indelible mark on the face of the land of Israel. It appears that Herod thought of Jerusalem as his showpiece. He really wanted to make it a place where people would come just as people would have gone to Athens or Rome or the great cities of the Mediterranean world. A meticulously accurate model of ancient Jerusalem shows the extraordinary scale of Herod's building program. And so when Herod built the city, or helped to rebuild the city, he did so on a monumental scale. And this can be seen in the rebuilding of the temple.
We know exactly how Herod rebuilt the temple because detailed descriptions of the architecture have survived. Along the coast, Herod constructed an aqueduct 40 miles long. It brought water to a new seaport he had built. In honor of the Roman Emperor Caesar, Herod named the city Caesarea. We really need to get a, a feel for a city like Caesarea Maritima uh, at the time of Jesus, precisely because it shows the crucial intersection of Roman rule in Jesus' own homeland. In this thriving seaport, the power of Rome, its culture and commerce, commanded every aspect of daily life. In the middle of the city was a Roman city, complete with the capital, temples to the deified Roma, that is the personification of Rome itself. The political reality of the day was of a dominant power overseeing the life on a day-to-day -day basis. Jesus was born. The Gospels present the familiar account of his birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Our best guess for the birthdays of Jesus would be 4 BCE. In other words, he was born before the death of Herod the Great, who died in 4 BCE. But I emphasize best and guess. The Gospels claim Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Historians think it is more likely that he was born and grew up near the Sea of Galilee in the village called Nazareth. The region was known for being a hotbed of uh, political activity, some of it violent. In the last few generations of New Testament scholarship, the Galilee has achieved this reputation for being the hotbed of radicalism. You know, the, uh, I don't know, the 60s Berkeley of, uh, of uh, Palestine. Galilee, by most of the traditional accounts, is always portrayed as a kind of bucolic backwater. Peasants on the hillsides. And yet, our recent archaeological discoveries have shown this not to be the case. Nazareth stands less than four miles from a major urban center, Sepphoris. Sepphoris was founded as the capital of the Galilee, 
And so it was really invested, much like Caesarea Maritima, with all the trappings of Greek or Roman city life. Recent archaeological discoveries at Sepphoris challenge the conventional picture of Jesus' life. One of the more exciting discoveries that we made at Sepphoris was a magnificent Roman villa with a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, mosaic on its floor in a banquet hall. The lady was dubbed Mona Lisa by the press when we found her because she is really an extraordinary depiction of a beautiful woman of Roman antiquity. And the picture we get is a community very much in the mainstream, but on the high end of the scale. Sepphoris was not just a city with houses and with waterworks and things like that, but it had satellite settlements around Nazareth to all intents and purpose was a satellite village attached to the region or municipality of Sepphoris. The findings are, really are requiring us completely to rethink um, Jesus's social economic setting because we really had thought of Jesus as being uh, really out in the in the hinterland utterly removed from urban uh, life especially uh, Roman influenced urban life what the excavations at um, Sepphoris suggest is that Jesus was quite proximate to a thriving and sophisticated uh, urban environment that would have brought with it all of the diversity of the, of the Roman Empire uh, and would have required just to get on, uh, you know, as the price of doing business, a level of sophistication that one would not have thought um, uh, characteristic of Jesus, the, the, the humble carpenter. Scholars today question the image of Jesus the humble carpenter and disagree about his social class. They were astounded and said, where did this man get this wisdom? Is not this the carpenter's son? The difficulty for us in hearing a term like carpenter is that we immediately think of a highly skilled worker, and at least in North America, in the middle class, making a very high income. As soon as we take that into the ancient world, we are totally lost because, first of all, there was no middle class in the ancient world. There were the haves and the have-nots, to put it very simply. And in the anthropology of peasant societies, to say that somebody is an artisan or a carpenter is not to compliment them. It is to say that they are lower in the pecking order than a peasant farmer. Very few scholars now believe that Jesus was of such lowly birth. I'm not entirely convinced that we could characterize Jesus as, as a peasant. I think that that probably miscasts um, Jesus, especially in view of the, the more recent discoveries at Severus and elsewhere. He must be someone in the artisan class if he's working in the building industry. And in all probability, that would mean where he might grow up and live in Nazareth, he likely went to Sepphoris to earn his living. 
And this puts him in the interesting mix of cultures that would have been the daily life of a city like Sepphoris, through the marketplace, in the building. And Sepphoris itself, as a city, was built precisely at the time that Jesus was growing up and living just next door. You couldn't deal and wheel either in the workplace or in the market without knowing a good deal of Greek. And I can't hardly imagine anybody worth their salt who wouldn't know some Greek. Jesus was trilingual. Jesus participated in both the Aramaic and Hebrew culture and its literatures as well as uh, the kind of Hellenistic Greek that he needed to do his business and his ministry. All right, let me see if I've got my uh, caller. I did invite a friend on uh, to speak here, maybe give a little lecture here tonight, as he's done in the past, maybe talk about some things that are happening, uh, maybe some topics that he wants to talk about. I think he's got, got him on here. Let's see here. Oh, no, he left, he left. Okay, where'd he go? I mean, you know, if you can't wait minutes and uh, for my intro, then I don't know what to tell you, you know? I mean, let me see if I can get him back up here. I'm trying to connect you here there, buddy. Uh, in the wait. I know you're in the wait. I know, I know, uh, I know. All right, okay, okay, you want on? Hang on, okay, you want on... I mean, you got to give me a chance here to get situated, you know. I mean, everybody's in such a rush, you know. Here, hang me, you know. It's like, you know, let's see if we got them back on here. Uh, Press the number one. Let's see here. Press one, six, five, seven, three, eight, three, zero, six, one, six. Let's see if he's in in the queue here. Hang on. Nope, he's not back in the queue. Okay, so, you know. You know, come on, you know, this is, this, you know, hang on, let me send him a message here. Okay, okay, I'm waiting, I am waiting on you now, waiting on you, waiting on you. You see, this is just, you know, and this is why people can't get into the corporate media, too. You know, this is where the corporate media won't deal with the general public like this, because, because nobody can, you know, everybody's in such a rush. You know, and, and and then if you get on, get them on the phone, you know. You, <laughs> you know, everybody's talking on their cell phone or on their phones, and you can't hear a word they're saying. You know, it's like nobody knows how to put a phone up to their ear and just talk. And people don't understand that you have got to put the phone up to your side of your head. I, I, I swear, we I have to patent a class to teach people how to speak on a cell phone. It'd probably be a smash hit, you know, and then maybe propose a law maybe that that, that to use the, a cell phone, you you, you have to cert- be certified through this class. I mean, I, I mean, I think so because we're conducting important business here nowadays on these phones and, and people are, are, are killing each other, literally. Dry, smashing into telephone poles, hanging, I mean, you know, just over these cell phones. And because uh, they don't have not paying attention. Let me see now if he's back on the board. If not, I'm going to go back to the documentary. Uh, no, he's, he's not back on. Okay, to heck with him then. You know what? I'm going to carry on with my documentary here. All right, let's see here. Let's go uh, back to this. Despite its Greek and Roman influences, Sepphoris was a thoroughly Jewish city. And Jesus remained faithful to his religious heritage when he left Nazareth 
to become a preacher. Then he began to speak and taught, saying, Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. What we learn from the Gospel stories is not that Jesus was not Jewish, quite the opposite. He's completely embedded in the Judaism of his time. Was Jesus a Jew? Of course Jesus was a Jew. He was born of a Jewish mother uh, in Galilee, a Jewish part of the world. All of his friends, associates, colleagues, disciples, all of them were Jews. He regularly worshipped in Jewish communal worship, what we call synagogues. He preached from Jewish texts from the Bible. He celebrated the Jewish festivals. He was born, lived, died, taught as, as a Jew. Nowadays, there are temples and synagogues everywhere you go. There's not a Jewish community in the world that doesn't have a synagogue, and many of them are called temples. In this period, however, we should always remember that there is only one temple. That's the one temple in Jerusalem. For Jews living in the time of Jesus, the temple in Jerusalem was the center of their religious life. The Jewish historian Josephus has a very memorable line. He says, one temple for the one God. The Jews saw themselves as a unique people with the one God, one God alone, and this one God of this one special people had one temple. And that's a very powerful idea, reflecting accurately, I think, the historical truth that the temple was a very powerful unifying uh, source within the Jewish community. This was the one most sacred place on earth, the one place on earth where the earth rises up and the heavens somehow descend just enough that they just touch. This is the only one place in the entire earth where this was so. The temple in Jerusalem was the uh, symbolic part of the country. Jews everywhere, if they chose to, if they were pious, would put aside part of their income. It's sort of like um, oh, the way Christmas clubs operate now. You put aside money explicitly to be spent having a party in Jerusalem. Although the temple was the centerpiece of Jewish life and worship, Judaism was not a state religion. There's no such thing as a state church. It's not a monolithic religious or cultural entity at this time. Indeed, what we're seeing more and more through the research and the, and the archaeological discoveries is how diverse Judaism was in this period. Sometimes reading ancient sources is like overhearing family quarrels in a distant room. And some of the most endearing aspects, I can say this because I don't, I don't live in the first century, but the most endearing aspects of reading this evidence that we still have is overhearing the lively quarrels. I mean, people who weren't priests at all would have absolutely firm opinions on how the priests should be doing their business.
there have been a whole wide variety of groups in Jerusalem and perhaps in, in the countryside as a whole. These are the revolutionary groups who took their religious understanding of what Judaism was and turned it into political program, political agenda. We must destroy the Roman Empire or we must destroy Jews who cooperate with the Roman Empire. We now know that other groups had even more extreme views and their ideas shed new light on Jesus' own message. One of the best examples of the vibrantly different thought that's at work in Judaism in this period is, of course, now what we know from the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. As you leave Jerusalem and go to the south and to the east toward the Dead Sea, the terrain changes rapidly and starkly. You move off gradually from rolling hillside through the ravines and become stark and desolate. It's dry, it's arid, it's rocky, and it's rough. And then all of a sudden, within a span of only about 13 miles, the entire terrain drops out in front of you at the surface of the Dead Sea. at the site known as Kibbat Qumran. The Dead Sea Scrolls are usually thought to have been produced by a group known as the Essenes. And the Essenes are a group that literally abandoned Jerusalem, it seems, in protest against the way the temple was being run. And they go to the desert to get away from what they see to be the worldliness of Jerusalem and the worldliness of the temple. The Manual of Discipline, or in Hebrew, Sarah Hayachad, envisages a community living in almost total isolation. A community that is self-contained, that is governed very strictly. There is an oath of entry um, it is very much a monastic community. Everyone who wishes to join the congregation of the elect must pledge himself to live according to the rule of the community, to love all the children of light, and to hate all the children of darkness. The Essenes are what we might best call an apocalyptic sect of Judaism. An apocalyptic sect is one that thinks of itself as, first of all, the true form of the religion. By apocalyptic expectation, I mean that some group has a, an apocalypsis in Greek, a revelation that God is going to finally solve the problem of injustice, unrighteousness, evil in the world by totally eradicating the evil. That's, that's the terrible price of apocalypse. There's going to be a lot of very dead people. 
totally eradicating evil, and we, the good, whoever we are, are going to live with God, be it heaven on earth or earth in heaven, forever in justice and holiness and righteousness. Among the Dead Sea Scrolls, we hear not of just one Messiah, but at least two Messiahs. Some of their writings talk about a Messiah of Aaron, a priestly figure who will come to restore the temple at Jerusalem to its proper purity and worship of God. But there's also a Messiah of David, that is a kind of kingly figure who will come to lead the war. scrolls reveal a variety of scenarios for, for the end of days. The best known one, perhaps, is the scroll called The War of the Sons of Light Against the Sons of Darkness. And at some point, there will be a major battle, a cataclysmic struggle, not just between people, but also between cosmic forces, the cosmic forces of evil and the cosmic forces of good. And needless to say, this will end with the victory for the Sons of Light. In other words, for the group itself. Now, we typically think of this as reflecting a belief in the end of the world. But in fact, that's not exactly what they thought. They use language like the end or the last things or the last days. But what they mean is the present evil age is coming to an end. This is really more in the vein of a transformation of the present social order and a return to a kind of golden age of statehood and independence. So it's really kind of a political expectation. It's not otherworldly. In fact, when it comes, it'll be right here and right now. History offers no evidence that Jesus was influenced by the Essenes. But their apocalyptic challenge struck chords that reverberated throughout the homeland and echoed through the message of a prophet known as John the Baptist. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. John the Baptist was a renowned kind of eccentric, it appears, from the way that Josephus describes him. But he seems to have had this quality of a kind of prophetic figure, one who was calling for change. So he is usually thought of as being off in the desert, wearing unusual clothes, a kind of ascetic almost. John is taking people out into the desert, crossing the Jordan. He is recapitulating the Exodus, and he is planting little ticking time bombs of apocalyptic expectation all over the Jewish homeland, waiting for God to strike, as it were. It was as John's disciple, the Gospels say, that Jesus submitted to the ancient Jewish rite of baptism. 
evidence that Jesus was a follower of John is as strong as anything historians can find about Jesus. The reason is a certain embarrassment in the texts trying to explain why on earth would Jesus be apparently inferior to John. If he goes and is baptized by John, then somehow we have to explain how that can happen. Gospels then go to say that Jesus was the one predicted by John. Most contemporary scholars would see that to be a, a construct developed by the early church uh, to help explain the relationship between uh, the two. The difference I see between John the Baptist and Jesus is, to use some fancy academic language, John is an apocalyptic eschatologist. An eschatologist, somebody who sees that the problem of the world is so radical that it's going to take some kind of divine radicality. God is going to descend in some sort of a catastrophic event to solve the world. There is another type of eschatology, and that's what I think Jesus is talking. I'm going to call it ethical eschatology. That is the demand that God is making on us, not us on God, so much as God on us, to do something about the evil in the world. We don't know to what extent Jesus remained faithful to John's apocalyptic message, but at some point after his baptism by John, Jesus seems to have embarked on his career as a preacher. went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every illness among the people. Jesus' career apparently was centered mostly in the towns and villages in a few small cities uh, in the area of the Galilee, his home region. Jesus Ministry in the Galilee is rather complicated, but I think we can begin to get the real um, better understanding of it through archaeology and through higher literary studies of the Gospels today. Those villages there were absolutely essential to his ministry. He's avoiding the big towns or cities, probably because the elements who run those cities are of such a high class that they're probably not interested in Jesus' message. Whether he was himself a simple man of the people or someone far more sophisticated, Jesus does seem to have pitched his message at ordinary people and to have impressed them with his healing powers. The healings seems to have been something of a specialty of his for which he had a great reputation. People would bring from around, judging from the Gospels, to bring their sick, the frail, to Jesus to be healed. I love the story about, about uh, uh, Jesus re reaching down and picking up the dust and mixing it with his own spit and forming a kind of uh, healing balm that he uh, applies to someone. Uh, it's also interesting that it, in, in one healing case, Jesus sort of misses the mark of bit and has to, has to uh, refine the cure that he's applying. So one finds the intrusions of popular culture uh, in these Jesus traditions that are being elaborated uh, through natural processes of, of storytelling.
Now, we need to be aware that there are other miracle workers around at the time. So just the idea of performing miracles is not in itself unique. In the first century, in one sense, everyone, including later in the century, Vespasian, when he was becoming the emperor, were miracle workers if they were important enough. What really was unusual about Jesus is why would God work through a Jewish peasant? That would have struck the Roman imagination as unbelievable. Not that there would be miracles, but that miracles might be performed by a Jewish peasant. Jesus limited his circulation to the agrarian populace, and uh, his teaching was characterized by uh, metaphors that would be readily understood by agrarian populations. Jesus said to his apostles, give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. The feeding of the multitudes is one of the few stories that's told in all four Gospels. That's a story near and dear to many people's hearts. Jesus goes into the Galilean hillside. He takes a, about 5,000 people with him. And it's there that they have a picnic, even though there are no provisions made for that. He multiplies five loaves and two fishes to feed this multitude of people. Well, I, I don't think it takes rocket science to figure out why that kind of story is so endearing to poor people. I mean, that's, that's, um, that's a dinner and a show. Behind the simple rustic imagery was the message of the coming kingdom. Okay, everybody, let's see here, let's get this. I've got my... I mean, not that down. Okay, all right. Live podcasting, understanding the times in which we live today, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Joseph Gibson. Phone number is 657-383-0616. Let me bring on Mr. Kent here, and uh, let's bring him on. How you doing, 202? What's up? What's happening, guys? Not much, not much. I had you, and I lost you a couple of times. I, 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 knew, I kind of figured you had a message but to bring, so I just had to get my intro set up. So, Well, the floor is yours. It's all yours. Let's conversate. What's up? Okay. Well, where, where is everyone tonight? Oh, well, they're here. I've got about two, I don't know, about a half dozen here on the, on the queue listening, and uh, nobody hey, in the right. chat room. Uh, well, but uh, I don't. I didn't advertise. If I don't advertise the show, I usually I, I, I I'm trying to keep low volume down anyway, because everybody starts talking over each other. So you know. Well, what I mean? Here we go. Here, here we go. <clears throat> you pull this out of a post. Corporate papers, birth certificate, etc., are felony conversion of the original identification of the individual. No power of attorney was ever issued by the individual for any corporation or anyone else to convert the individual's estate into anything. The very existence of a foreigner on the soil of America attempting to charge an American with any sort of accusation is evidence of human trafficking, uh, human rights violation. The American Bar Association's Bar Treaty of 1947 cannot apply to any American, nor can any American be charged under it without being trafficked to and within its foreign survey. The American people are under siege from claiming their inheritance of citizenship and operating as a separate body politic from the United Nations. Okay. Okay. 
So, look, how do you get out from underneath these contracts, you can? I mean, you know, because they'll arrest you. They'll arrest you, man. Look, 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 look. That, those days are all, all, all gone. Okay, that's been a huge waste of time for years yes, and years yes, and years and years of wasting time of thinking you can correct your way out of this. Who gave them? See, nobody wants to ask questions past their authority. Who gave them the authority? Where did they get the authority to apply any status to anyone for any reason whatsoever? Well, Who the are Civil they? War, the Civil War, didn't it? Didn't the Civil uh, War oh, set, set so it in stone? So basically, we're at a point where we have to have a war over whether or not we're going to be free or slaves to an economic system that we have all laid out in front of us that shows a grand pyramid scheme, a mass fraud, a Ponzi scheme of epic proportions. And, you know, at this point, it has consolidated through monopolization of the power structure that people perceive as government. See, the problem, Ken, and is you've got these groups of people out there that are happy with the quick pro because they're successful, they got money, and they don't care, you know? You know what I mean? Well, you've got those, and you've got, the, and, and you've got your others that, well, look, when you're bringing in people from other countries, but that's cool. But when you're bringing them in and you're giving them more of a leg up than you are the American people that are here, true, it, it's kind of yeah, it's it's, it's kind of uh, you know blunt force trauma. To see that you're just being burdened with the taxation without representation, all that the Federal Reserve created. I decided to speak right. loudly in a restaurant tonight. Yeah, I, I decided to speak loudly in a restaurant tonight. Uh oh, good uh, thing you didn't go to jail. <laughs> you know, buddy. Oh no 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 man! When I, let me when I when I when I speak loud, people's mouths you know, they spit the food out of their mouth, and and like <laughs> just listen gently. <laughs> man, you would, man, man you wait, people would spend hard butter money on that food, man. <laughs> there, there is, hey man, listen, I'm gonna tell you, and I'll tell you whatever, whoever listens and listens later. There ain't nobody in D.C. right now. See, Bosgaz has rode around and showed you live feed. That there's nobody home. Nobody at the Treasury, nobody at the White House, there's nobody there's nobody home. So what's going on? Yeah, what is going on? Where are things being restructured at? Does anybody even know? Does even anybody have any idea? Look, Rod Class, when he went after his gun case, you know, and he you know, what law is underpinning the, the system today? And, you know, of course they got no answers. Um, yeah, but it was it was pretty well uh, obvious that it's Title Fifty. You're under the Trading with the Enemy Act. You are looked at as the yes. enemy. Yes. And yes. That's that. Yeah. Well, in, in that you're you're not allowed. No species is allowed to contract, and no remedy is to be found in the courts. But you know, to stop from having you know the pitchforks and torches come out, they have to show some winners and losers. Yes, true. But That's why when I went to court seeing, with my man Damas in my Section 1983 and I had him dead to rights, they just said, get the hell out of here. You ain't got no rights, they man. They, they don't yeah. They're not giving up their gravy train. They're not giving up their gravy train tied to the financial system that's now tied to Vanguard and BlackRock and the controlling of the whole world with a monopolization. They have a monopolization over the decision-making with a corporation that everyone thinks is a legitimate government, United States Incorporated. I mean, it's out in the open now. It's a corporation. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, this isn't a, oh, you must be one of those sovereign citizens. No, it, it, it's pretty well known by anybody that doesn't live under a rock. I mean, Alan West said it on Fox News. 
Obama ain't nothing yeah, but right. the CEO of the United States Incorporated. So it's a corporation. A corporation is not supposed to have an authority over a man. Over right, any yeah, aspect right. of your life. Period. I'm a statue, not a freaking... I'm a statue. I mean, I'm not a statue. I'm a man. I'm a living... You know what I mean? <laughs> by, the, by the Clearfield Doctrine. By the Clearfield Doctrine. You know, you don't give people sources. Don't, you know... We can talk about it all day long. It's, look, there's decided law upon decided law upon decided law that says that none of this monkey business involves us. If you're not working for the government or getting a paycheck for them, you don't but fall under does, their though, corporate brother, rule. But it does, because they're gonna, because they'll throw your ass in a concrete box. They'll handcuff you, electrocute you, well, and throw you in a concrete that's box. That's because we tolerate it. That's because we tolerate it. Yeah, but you can't have it well. They've thrown so many people. They've thrown so many people in the concrete box now that it's gotten a little bit uh, out of hand. And people, yes, and people are has. paying attention <laughs> to the fact that it's, it's out of hand. They're thumping the hornet's nest. Look at the truckers. You said yeah, you want to talk right? about that tonight. I heard you in your introduction, and then you started yeah, talking about Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, you lost me. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here to talk about the the the, the realities and what what can we do. Yeah, I can tell you this. Continuing, and I told people this was coming. I said, look, the hospitals will be ground zero to all of this. They will need total control over the healthcare system. Yeah. Look at where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because that's where the birth certificates are, are being put together. You can never, ever, ever hide from the securities that are being created. Look, you're under the law merchant, under the scheme of secured transactions. They passed a bill that nobody read, knew the author was, or they just had to pass it. Like Obamacare. Well, that's the Trading with the Enemy Act. That's your title. Yeah, we've got to pass it before we even read it. Even know? Trump. Trump told, look, Trump told everyone. All you have is Title 50. He told everyone, and they, they still couldn't hear it. No, no, they're too busy arguing, and, 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 and I don't like oh, Trump, you know, and even my guys, my people, I don't like Trump, you know, uh, you know, he's got this Jewish, you know, why well, knock it off with the crap, you know? Here's the deal, he, he wasn't a lawyer. Yeah, one thing going yeah. for the American people, he was not a lawyer, okay? He wasn't a lawyer. Now, look, he got, he got the fullness of and the effect of sent to him know what's going on and he didn't have the military throw the hammer down and that's on why him. is that you that's think why him. is that you see it's always it's always we got the military uh, and we, we got these people and then when this person gets no involved team. then we don't have them you know look look, look, look man it, it uh, Shubaz guys is a former military officer when she's telling you look when this fails and this fails and this fails and this fails it now becomes the military's job to come in and clean up the mess because they're not going to clean their own house. The Bar Association is not going to tell on themselves. They're not going to tell everyone they're a religious organization. And, and you know what? I don't think that all lawyers are bad people. But I think what they have as an association through its historical uh, relationship is bad. Because people are looking yeah. at this historical relationship and going, wow, the, it's just a Bar Association. You know? And it, I, look, I've heard it from the best researcher of the best researcher of the best researcher of the best researcher, birth certificate bar association. It's almost synonymous. And, you know, that, that is a serious dilemma for us to allow to continue. And everybody's like, well, you know, how are you going to wake everybody up to this, you know? How are you? <laughs> you have the mainstream media. Yeah. You'll never hear it. You'll never Most hear people aren't going to buy it, number one. Number two, and then you got another group of people that are just too stupid to figure it out. And then you got the others who just don't want it. It ain't being sold. Hey, look, man, this ain't being sold. So they're no, nothing to buy. 
No, it ain't. This is the, the, the stark reality of the truth of it all. And if you don't change the direction of it, it is going to continuously get worse to a total control system. If that's not obvious enough by, you know, get the job or else, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, that, that well, what do you tell these dudes out here? I got, a friend, I got a friend that's a pastor, and he's like, look, I'm not here to save the world. God says it's going to all go, go down. It's all going to hell in a handbasket. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, and I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? I said, what are you, I said, how, you're telling me that you're just going to lay down and let these people do what they want to you? And you're hoping for some uh, snap of the fingers and pop up in the clouds and disappear? Come on, man. Be therefore, be therefore Christ-like. He gave his life exposing the money changers. The same thing we should be doing today if we're going to follow in his footsteps. And obviously, there are not too many men willing to follow in his footsteps to, with a righteous heart, put a stop to the money changers. And that's true. where we're at. True. Okay? He can, he, can, he can read it himself. He premeditatively sat down and made a whip of tassels and went in after those guys and chased them out. And what did they do? The Romans came, they picked them up, they crucified him. He knew the order of things. When I expose the money changers, it will cost me my life. Look how many yeah. people are out here. It costing their life. Bill Cooper cost his life. Yo, Randall, dude, yeah. veterans, people that serve this country, all you patriots. But, wait a minute, they're all getting shit on. What are you doing now? Nothing. And, really, they were never serving the country. They were serving the corporation. They just didn't know it. You know, there's a lot of things that people have done that they were ignorant of, and, but once they find out, what direction are you going to go then? And, that, you know, that's what makes a man. Well, he tells that's, me that's the only makes, direction it's going to go is down. <laughs> well, you know, that's a doom and gloom. Is he a Baptist? Is he a Baptist preacher by any chance? Hellfire! <laughs> uh, be therefore Christ-like. Um, I didn't see Jesus running around going, Hey, you know, just don't worry about this place. It's all going to burn anyway. Um, you know, just live your life whatever way you want and do whatever you want. And let anybody do whatever they want to anybody they want. And we wouldn't be existing today if we had that. Okay? But we're 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 slowly but surely slipping into a Mad Max world if we don't grow up and be the adults in the room and go, yeah, we can't allow bad people to do these things, and we can't allow these monopolies, and we can't allow this stuff to happen. You know? Mm-hmm. just can't, because if you allow these monopolies that, uh, man, BlackRock and Vanguard, you'll look at all the stuff they own, pretty much everything. That's consolidated the entire world's corporations into these two financial behemoths and kind of what we have is it seems that London State and the Vatican kind of got got shut down. So we got Vanguard and BlackRock. Hmm, let me see. One, two. I got a one, guy two. I can get on here tomorrow night. He's a scholar. He's uh, he's from California. <laughs> he's out there. He's, about, he's 63 years old. He's been talking the talk, walking the walk on the Christian side of the things for a while now. And he's one of those that we were just talking about where, you know, look, you know, uh, you know, what can you do? You know, God says it's all going to end. It's all going to go, you know, we're not saving anything. We're not going to save America. He said it's over, you know. And I'm like, you know, he's one of those types of guys. I'm going to try to get him on here tomorrow night. I'm going to have a conversation with him, a good, a good, powerful, uh, intellectual conversation with him. The, the children and grandchildren that he can look at and just tell them there's this, the world's going to get completely, absolutely ugly and there's just nothing I can do about it. 
I mean, that, 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 you know, that, 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 that has been the excuse. That has been the excuse generation after generation after generation. Put it off yep. to the next generation. Put it off to the next yep. generation. Guess what? And then, then it's the you can't beat City Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if we hang on to this mentality, and, and let me tell you something, this is where it becomes simple. Remember, all of the mass fraud that you hear me talking about when I talk about the birth certificate to the Federal Reserve and everything in between, that's us, never should have existed in our lives in the first place. No paperwork to do, no court case to fight. No, no man in a, uh, acting as agent of agency for some corporation calling themselves the government to need to uh, deal with. In other words, you guys are all fired. You know, let me use the most famous Trump line of all: "You're fired. We we don't need you." And that that really yep. is the big message. We don't need your birth certificates. We don't need your social security. We don't need you. And the few remnants of people that will be left needing you hopefully can work themselves away from you and not need you. But see, as long as we have the financial system controlling the money, which there really isn't any of, there's just debt and credit. Yeah, I know. We are caught in a conundrum of them being able to crash the economy and make people more desperate and more desperate and more desperate and more desperate. So they have to turn to who? This corporation saying we're the government. And this is why if we don't put a stop to that, at least for the land that we live on, that we live in, that our children and grandchildren are going to inherit the space that we hope that we're on, then um, that's what, basically what we're, we're saying to our children and grandchildren. We're just going to give you so over to the slavery. Jesus, when he walked this earth, he didn't say, I mean, he gave, that's what, you know, the, he gave his life exposing the money changers. Exactly. There's nothing, there's no greater thing you can do than to give your life for the people. It's biblical. This is biblical. I don't know how someone who reads the Bible and doesn't get this message. (laughs) Allowing the money changers to continue is a sin. It's usury. It's interest. It's simple. Stop. When Ron Paul said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to audit the feds. I'm going to end them. Yeah, end the feds. Yep. He was spot on. I was part of that. I was part of that too back in 2010, 2008. And the Fed, and the Fed, you know. Yeah. That was my last swing at it. I said, oh, geez, they just arrest the bankers. I had a shirt that said, arrest the bank banksters. (laughs) It was a look. They were holding delegates hostage on the bus so they couldn't get in. I was literally texting to them on C-SPAN live. I was sitting an hour and a half away. I was. You know, coming up out of my seat. You just, just grab the steering wheel and crash it into a fucking wall. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you know, this is crazy. That's crazy. I'd punch the driver in the face, man. Pull this thing over. He ain't holding me hostage. <laughs> yeah, but, right, you know, right. They had an army there. They had, a, they had a, a freaking army there. They were ready to do what they were going to do. It was so evident that it was pre-planned that they were expecting that they were going to do something, and if people caught on, the teleprompter yeah, ruled yeah. the day. I know. I That's know. crazy. It, it's crazy. The election, so we have no political system. We have no political system. We have no political system. We have no judicial system. Uh, we have no government. These are all things that we don't. we no longer have anymore. 
no, we don't. You're absolutely yeah. correct. We don't have them. We've got actors functions. acting yeah. the part in some places of the country, you know. You have corporations. You have an oligarchy yeah. of corporations, and that's it. You don't have any country. You don't have any government. You don't have any judicial, executive branch. You don't have Congress, Senate. All of it's corporate. They're all private contractors. So this guy said no. He was down. This say. guy, listen. This guy said. This guy said he was down in D.C. when you when you were on the show last time. He said he was down in D.C. with his wife, and he said the D.C. was open, running just fine. <laughs> That's what he's telling me. <laughs> I'd like to know where <laughs> what part of D.C. he was at. You know what? Sue Bosgos gave us video. Tell him where's your video. Show us. Yeah, yeah. Where's your video, mouth. buddy? Run yeah, your mouth yeah. to me, man. Yep. I, I'm from the. I'm from the prove it. I, I've, yeah. I've been on the internet too long. You can't play that. Look, there's a guy with a story going around that he flipped his car. I don't know what happened. I couldn't get out. My door wouldn't open. And the paramedics show up and they jab me with a needle. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, no, no. And the next thing I know, I wait up eight hours later in a hospital with a ventilator in and a morphine drip and I yeah, had a pull yeah, out at yeah. a catheter. But listen, 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 man. This whole story that I'm repeating to you, almost kind of like verbatim. Never what fire department, what paramedic, what ambulance, what hospital, where's your paperwork, nothing. This guy's got nothing but a story. Those are very dangerous people out on the Internet. Those are very dangerous people. Yeah, I know. They're they're trying to get people to react to something without any evidence of it ever even happening. How's uh, yeah, hey, how's Cash doing? How's Cash doing? <laughs> Still in jail, last I heard. Not really well. Yeah. They upped his bond to a million dollars and uh Jesus um, Christ, Jesus. Yeah, they brought him in in like uh like a uh, like uh uh Lecter suit or some shit, you know, some hazmat oh, bullshit, suit. man. Um maybe that's fucking like, bullshit. You know, this is crazy, man. The part, yeah. um, hey, look, here's the thing. The veterans that are, are, are seemingly not able to come together to help each other, um, you know. No, because every know. time we do, we get snatched up. We get rounded up, you know, and they, and they isolate us. They isolate us, They're you know. Snatched up. You're going to get snatched up and rounded up anyway. You don't change the direction of things. I think everybody's just trying to buy that last. They know what's going to happen, and they just try to buy their little bit of what they got left. You know what I mean? You know that. Come on. You know, everybody's trying to live that last hurrah, you know. I guess, man. That's I mean, it's just the way it is, brother. I mean, it's just the way it is. Because like you said, nobody's coming together. Nobody's uniting. Nobody's coming, you know. I mean, what's, what's, I keep hearing on the platforms, on the, uh, my militia network, on all these networks, oh, roll call, roll call, blah, 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 you know, oh, it's coming close. It's coming close. February, February, February. Well, February's here. Now what? March? You know? You know what I mean? Yes, I do, sir. Yes, I do. Look, um, you know, the reality is, is uh, look, here, here's, here's the reality, people. Here's the reality for you. If all these world-renowned doctors are correct about what they're saying is going to be happening over the next few years, you'll see a lot of people die from what's yeah. allowed to happen. And that's just, if they're right, I'm not saying they're right, but if they're right, and all of these people that are trying to blow the whistle on, hey, hold on a minute. Things aren't adding up here. Things are looking really strange. 
When there's more questions than answers, but the narrative is pushed so hard by the major corporations that own the mainstream media, that own the big social sites like YouTube and Twitter and yada yada. Hey, guess what, folks? You're being played. And the cost will be millions and millions and millions of people. And their lives will be cut short. That's all. That's all. That's it. So... Where you does know, the godly thing come into play, though? Where does God come into play? I've never stopped, spoken to you about that. You know, what's your, what's your basis you know of what? belief? Because someone like that is probably far and few between, that they're actually walking into perfection that the Bible talks about. Oh, you can't be perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. Be therefore Christ-like. <laughs> so if I'm not perfect, I'm not going to... Uh, let me see. Hold on. They give the gospel <laughs> for the perfecting of the saints. <clears throat> Excuse they, me. They give the gospel for the perfecting of the saints. When that which is perfect has come, that which in part will be done away, and a gate will be administered to you abundantly into the kingdom of heaven. You'll have that body that can transform into light, like he did in the cave in front of three of the apostles. Wait a minute. Are we not reading the same book? Yeah, yeah we don't know what to think about that, you know? <laughs> and then who was Melchizedek? Who was this guy Melchizedek? He's just like Jesus. Got no beginning, no end, no mama, no daddy, no genealogy, no... Who is this guy? And they just still can't figure it out. And, it, you know, because it's not for everyone. It really isn't. No, I know. And, but, and, and, and tomorrow so, well, morning... Yeah, look, if an angel were to walk up to you on the street tomorrow, you would not know it. Well, not unless he'd be sweating, and he'd be sweating, and, and flesh and blood... And you would think, just a man. Because yeah. you just don't. Well, yeah, look, do you think that they just go around revealing themselves to all these sinful people? Not happening. No, of course and they not. can convince themselves that they don't live in sin, but they are living in sin. They would have been brought up in sin through the birth certificate. See, when you're thrusted as a baby into sin and usury through the Federal Reserve System, you're in sin, and you're living it. And you're liking it, or you're loving it, or you're hating it. It doesn't matter. It's all sin. It's all usury. It's all using that corporate fiction, dead, lost at sea bullshittery all day, every day. And I don't yeah. care what pastor yeah. you are. If you cannot teach your flock the truth, then you're not there for the truth. You're just there for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. A lot of you are. You want to you want to you want to celebrate holidays and you want to have your schools and you want to have your money making. Yeah. we got we got to support support ourselves somehow. It's like, oh, you you wouldn't. Yep, yep. Think yep, that if you're yep. doing God's work, you wouldn't get the generosity that would be needed to continue that work. So no faith, huh? See, yeah, see, you're you're right. Right. A lot of trickery, man. A lot of trickery. You know, this tithing thing. It's a big one. Well, guess what? That was all old school Levitical, and it happened one time. Told to sell everything, and then go and buy and disperse to all the needs of the people. And that's it. That was over. And they have dragged yeah. that Levitical teaching into the New Testament because they got to have that pan being passed around. And I man, I've had one slap a Bible on his desk and stand up and scream at me. You don't tithe, you're going to hell. Okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I just sat there in my chair and just shook my head and said, okay, I'm, well, now I know how you feel about that. You have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This, this is about 
stopping the money changers. This is about getting that thousand years of peace. This is about the reality of where we allow it to go. And oh, give on to Caesar. What is Caesar's? Caesar don't have nothing. You heard that one a thousand times. And I and I and what does Caesar have? Nothing. Nothing. So what am I going to give him? Nothing. Exactly. That's what you give him. See, they teach this ass backwards to confuse you. You think that you're supposed yep. to give him something. Hey, guess what? You tell you show me what Caesar has right now, and I'll go. I'll go give to Caesar. Oh, well, I give yeah. another shovel of dirt on his grave. How about that? Because he seems to have a lot of dirt <laughs> and bones and ashes and dust or whatever. It's done. You know what I mean? It, it's it's so yeah. simple. They they just they don't see the 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 wow. Wait a minute. That that does mean give him nothing. And maybe you don't look. Follow the law. Follow, follow the laws of the government, right? Yep. Well, the government's talked about in Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. The government will be upon his shoulders. And it's very definitive as to who they're talking about, that child that will be born. It's very, very meticulous about who that is. And when it says the everlasting father, they lose their mind. Yeah. No, Jesus yeah. is not the father. Oh, yeah, Jesus is his own daddy. <laughs> There's only one God... And Jesus said, I and my father are one, and he could only send himself. Wait a minute. He could swear on no greater than himself, so he swore upon himself that they will not enter into his peace unless they yeah. uh, seek remission of their sins. I mean, I, I hope we're reading the same book. Okay. That's what it says. And, now, what do you think I'm reading, my know, catechism uh, novel? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know. Look, I'm real sorry, man, but um, why does the gate lead to destruction? That's why 99.9% of the world has been just as seized as they can be. And, and they don't want to listen to the truth. Because they, oh, that, that, I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. Yeah, you are. That's right. And a lot of people are, are not, they don't want to change their lifestyle. <laughs> At no, all. of course not. Even, you know, but man, it's, it's human nature to believe in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm comfortable in my new baseball cap. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what else to say on that subject there. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like I said, man, if, if you can't, um, if you can't protect yourself against those using the very word meant to teach truth to deceive you. You see? Because that's how cunning the devil is. You want to use the very word meant to save you to deceive you. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Insane from the membrane. I mean, it's just crazy. Now, it's actually, like I said, very simple. It, it comes down to very simple principles of truth Honor, honesty, camaraderie—all of the fruits of the good spirit. You got the fruits of bad spirit. You got fruits of good spirit. That's what the fruit is. That's what the don't eat of the tree of this. Don't eat from this tree, because then you're going to know all about bad things, and we don't want you to know about bad things. <laughs> but there was the fall yeah, of man, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Oh, I had a. Oh, you know, <laughs> you listen to my phone conversation. I had a big conversation about that the other night. 
about that, well, man. man. Huge conversation. And, and I think you were a part of it because you, you weren't on, but if we were playing back something that you had uh, spoken about. But you had come back into my home, I think, and uh, did the uh, three, three, you know, and, Oh, man, I don't worry where that went. Yeah, man, that's, yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I was t- I was so in heated discussion about this. I think it was yesterday, early afternoon, about this, where where you said, yeah, you know, where you were just repeated the same thing you just said. I'm tongue-tied here. <laughs> it's weird. It's like deja vu. Man, man. <laughs> so what do we do? So, okay, all right, let's just cut to the chase then, because I've had these conversations. Hey man, we stopped the money, money changes. What do we replace an evil, greedy system with? Now wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before 1913, everybody kept whatever they were earning. They kept everything they had. Everything was done by those wanting to make a name for themselves. Like somebody's going to build a bridge because they have a very successful company. We're going to build a bridge. We're going to yeah. build a school. We're going to build a hospital. We're going to build things. That's how things got built. That's how really things got built. Quality. Because someone wasn't there trying to waste government funding from the printing press. You know? They were actually having to operate off of sound money. Yeah. What can sound money? What can sound money be? Well, we know gold, silver, platinum, uranium, um, it's hemp, something. It's hemp, yeah. hemp, hemp. And your and your food production. Yep. They're key factors in any economy. And that's it. Yep. That's sound money. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Look, yeah. anybody and everybody could grow hemp. That's what it was required of the colonists back in the day. Okay, hemp is so miraculous uh, and an industrious uh, uh, supplier. It's mind-boggling. But we see now why we don't use it because it would have put lumber out. It would have put cotton out. It would have put these companies that these guys were invested in heavily out of business. So, you know, so you got to create a sound money system. That, that's a must. And it has to be based on multiple things, not just one thing. You know, right now we're just... I, I didn't hear you say that again. Uh, you got cut off on me. Uh, okay. Are you there? Um... I'm here. Okay, okay, yeah. I lost the uh, last two sentences there. I, I, I went, and like that. It was my fault. I dropped the phone. <laughs> it's connected <laughs> to my headset. So, but, but yeah, 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 man. You need a multifaceted, a multifaceted uh, you need a full, uh, in my humble opinion, you need a multifaceted um, uh, uh, sound money system. But it's you're not going to get it. You can't get it with just too many groups of people that have different foundation <laughs> beliefs. I guess we'll, we'll all live our lives and and wait for our lives to end. That's, that's, what, that's what we're all doing here anyway. I mean, look. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, you know, you're not thinking about this when you're a kid. You're not thinking, usually thinking about this when you're in your, you know, teens or 20s or even your 30s, you know? Um, but that's the reality that we are kind of skipping over to make it soften the idea of being here, that you're going to die. You're, you're not here yeah. permanently. You're just passing through. Well, you know? I can't stand it. It's like, that. you know, it, look, man, it's like telling somebody, yeah, you can use my, my cabin up in the mountains. 
and you let them use it, and they're like, yeah, everything's cool, man, yeah, you know, and then you go up there, and you find the place is trashed, okay, you're not happy, or you go up there, and you found out they cleaned and dusted and just left the place looking better than you left it, and that's what we're here for, and that's what our decision, that this is, this is what's not being taught, we're all just passing through, and that should be instilled from a very young age. You're not here forever. So stop laying up treasures here. Stop trying. Look, this is what turns the mind the other direction. Wait a minute, you're right. I'm not. I'm just passing through. You know, I, I don't care how nice a house you have, how nice a car you have. I don't care how much money you perceive yourself or wealth or whatever you think you've accumulated or how great a prepper you are and you've got a missile silo that you live in. Or you're not here forever. I know, I know, I know. We need this place. Hey, man, at, at least I've got enough material that if, if if they at least have the opportunity to hear that material later because things do get fixed. Like, here's one of the guys that was speaking out talking about, this is, you got to fix this. You can't leave this for our children or grandchildren. That's all I can you know express to people. Is what, what the hell are you doing? You know, if you keep going to work every day and just thinking it's going to fix itself, it's not going to. And, you know, watching the truckers come together right now is pretty impressive, but, you know, it, people are on the fence about, you know, is this something planned out that they worked out to really cut supplies, um, create a, a, a bigger disparity? Um, oh, so you haven't, so did you hear what happened then? So, or, or did you go right on your vacation? How long have you been back? Have you been paying, catching up on posts or what? <clears throat> as far as well, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that you, you and I haven't split. I'm making it sound like you went on like a vacation. No, you, we haven't spoken really since the last time when we were on the phone via via phone. So I just was wondering, you know, what <laughs> how you made it, you know how, what you've been up to, babe. Well, just put it up, what you've been up to, <laughs> you know. I'm just trying to. You know, make make an end meet. <laughs> Survive. Make an end meet. Yeah, yeah, just living life, you know. Just, uh, but watching these truckers do what they're doing, and, you know, oh, there's an Illuminati card. It says this is going to happen. It was on the Simpsons. They said this is going to happen. This is all planned. This is more of the New World Order. This is more of the, the Great Reset. This is more of the globalization. But I got, I got news for you all. They don't need the truckers. As soon yeah. as they can go. Yeah. I mean, look. They were testing the uh, autopilot trucks in Colorado the first year they utilized weed. They were running beer. Mm-hmm. So they don't need the truckers. Okay, yeah, because they got the, the AI robots that could drive them. <laughs> no, it just, it just drives we'll itself. We've got skeletons. anybody behind them. Yeah, it doesn't need anybody behind them. Oh, I know, don't I need know. Robot, I don't need nobody. Right. <laughs> they just usually throw somebody in there just in case, you know, just to make it look good. Yeah. You think yeah. they're paying them trucker? You think they're paying them trucker rates? Hell throw no. Throw somebody in there that would know how to just bring it to a stop. Hell no. But it it look they're gonna autopilot the trucking industry. You think they got I'm enough coming. people to replace 
replace them? You think they do, man? I don't know about that now. That's a lot of people, Eric. You know what I mean? They don't need people. They don't need people. They need trucks. No, I but they they do need some people though to oversee the sea people. You know what I mean? Mm, they just can't have okay. emptiness. You know, a, a, a freaking computer operating on its own accord. They have to have somebody man man manning the controls somewhere down the line. Don't no. you agree? No. You don't think so? Everything you think they can have? Do you Eric. think they can? I don't know, man. All fully automated. Man, they were, look it up. They were delivering beer. In Colorado, on the freeway, and it it worked flawlessly. Okay, and nobody what behind the wheel. Nobody behind the wheel. That's one instance, though. Imagine if it happened twelve thousand oh. times across the country. To put, you know what I mean? I'm just throwing that number out there loosely. Well, let me see. I, I don't know how many trucks Tesla's made just so far, but I'm sure they could ramp that up real quick. While everybody suffers the shortages, I know. you'll just be screaming for more production in these automated trucks because you know you're at home starving with your your kids because you know. But the truckers are not going to let that happen. Um, but what is going to be this response? You know, Trudeau's going to do what? Have the police come in and tow them? That didn't work out. Tow company said, "Nah, we'll pass." But you know, the tow companies—they should be ashamed of themselves for towing people's cars off for the police and sheriffs. From people that are have just have an expired tag or didn't have a driver's license, they're not in commerce. It, it just you know, all of it. The whole thing. I mean, look, here's the deal. <laughs> There's a big gonna be a big push to put the right of travel in its proper place and a proper perspective and talk to the boots on the ground and how wrong they've been all this time about the D M V code. And if you yeah. can't get back your if you can't get that basic human right back you can forget about the rest of it, and I think your Baptist preacher's right. It's all hellfire from here. Yeah, yeah. But will you tell your children that? Will you let them know? Or are you just going to save them? No, I know. I know. I, I, I'll i tell you what. I, 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 I don't agree with that, that it all goes down. I think we can have some sort of awakening, an awakening to, uh, to uh, you know, fight back. I think, that, you know, look, man... man you, you people could people have the uh the the will and the capability of fight to fight you know i mean we can still fight you know they can't just launch a nuclear wet missile and just blow everything up you know they don't need to man they don't need to they don't need to launch a nuclear missile those days are over yeah exactly that's what i'm saying somebody told me that, that once they're like oh this is just push the button and blow everything up no they won't no they won't that's they, they got, look, <coughs> Google has had barges that have automated robot building capa- that are out there floating around building robots, just building one after another, after another, after another. Your next war is going to be a Terminator war. You ain't going to be fighting nuclear bombs. You're going to be fighting drones and swarms of drones and little bug-sized drones and you know, dogs, yeah, they don't have all that built yet, though. Well, this isn't Star Wars, man. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so you don't think... That I don't think they've got all that all built up and ready to go, no. I don't think they do. They've got yeah. too many snitches. Too many too many leaks would be out of uh, Ken. Ken. Be too no. many leaks out, man. Not now. Not now. 
Not now. They're they're on top of it, man. Look, they, they, they got every peep and squeak, every fart you make. Most people don't think that. You're so naive. Look, man. I don't I don't pull no I don't pull no I don't I don't pull no punches. I'm not playing a game here. If, if you I hear you, I hear you. you have any privacy, if you think you have any privacy at all whatsoever. You, you you better. Be oh, I know. Way. I sit back here and I say, I've been watching me through the TV. You know. <laughs> no, every every cell phone. I know. Man, I know. Every cell phone is connected all the time. No battery. No, it don't need nothing. These things are like got a life of themselves, and every little intricate part that they can put in there. I mean, uh, they, think what, about what was the big jump? What was the big jump when they when they did the technology jump? You know where, where you know where they got all this stuff real rapidly. What years? Uh, where, where was that? That's what year do you think it was? Was it the World War Two era where they made the drastic jump from technology wise? Um, and I think we've actually regressed in technology. That's, that's why really? there's so many buildings. Really? Huh? That's interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, same with the population. Coming out of your mouth? No, I didn't think that. There was a greater population back in the day, as we call it, than we ever had in our lifetimes, or probably in the last thousand years. The population okay. of the world was so much greater than it is now that comparatively it would make this population of the world look small. But they're going to tell you the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you're t- so what about Noah's flood? You think that, I mean, you know, the flood, the earth washing away. Oh, yeah. Even after that, the repopulation of the earth was rapid. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting, Eisenhower. <laughs> Look, when Constantine hijacked Christianity under Catholicism, and then it was, you believe in the Trinity or we cut your head off. You can't believe Jesus yeah, right. is the Father. You have to believe. This is the reality. It just doesn't matter I know. what you think. Oh, I know. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is what I tell people. It don't matter what I think. This is the reality. When Constantine hijacked. It don't matter what I think. It matters what I know. I don't know anything. And, and, uh, I yeah, well, head, I know I what I do know, head. but I don't know what I don't know, you know? I could trip while we're on this call right now, bump my head, and then get back up and not know I'm even on this call or what my name is or even who I am or where I'm at. That's and forget that's, about that's everything we just talked about. That's a lesson for everyone who thinks they know something. You don't know right? nothing. You yeah, bump your point, head and certainly not know. This is what's been shown to me, so I can only share what gets shared with me and reflect it and say, look, Gotta grow up. Well, what's up with the COVID, man? Is there a way to reverse this thing or what? There is no COVID, man. There's pneumonia and the flu. You know what I mean. I'm talking about the, the, the crap that they're pulling on us. Is there a way to reverse this thing? Well, here's the thing. You think You think there is? <clears throat> Until the doctors that are actually want to be doctors can freely look at, examine, look over, lab, that's what, that's what I said. That's what I said, yeah. And be able to trust all the results that they're not going to be hijacked, they're not going to be killed, found floating in a canal. Um, I mean, doesn't, don't be, how people forget so quickly all these doctors that were being killed off just before this started to happen. Oh, I know. I played that the other night when I was doing the show, you know? Yeah, and I told everyone. I told everyone, look, I told you. 
The hospitals will be ground zero. That's where the birth certificates are created. It will be ground zero. It's the staple of your community. It's where people come into your community most of the time, and people leave the community a part of the time because they created hospice to kind of break it off over here because hospice specializes in killing people. How it is, because they get the sweet bonds, because there's a bunch of money waiting for them to snatch up. I mean, this is the this is why all wars are banker wars. Because yeah. if they can get mass yeah. casualties, those are mass estates that they get to plunder. This is all about the estates yeah. and the trust. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, it just nothing else matters. Okay, and if you want to read it, go read the intimate papers of Mendel House. It'll tell you right there. Three things the Federal Reserve wants to control: money. Industrial relations and trust. That's what they did. That's where we're at. Ken, you're not the only one out there talking this stuff, though. So that's what I'm saying. Where is the voices? Oh no, at? no, definitely not. I'm definitely not the only one. But I'm the only one saying, why aren't we taking a position to stop the babies from being pledged at the hospital? That's that's number one. Okay? The operation is too and, big. Here's one for your pastor friend. What thought are you having for the babies that are coming into this world, that have yet to enter into this world, that are destined to enter into this world? What are you doing to protect them? That's God's work. I know. Okay, that's a soldier of Christ, to be worried about those that are going to be entering into this world, and where are they, what are they falling into? Would you want your child to be born in a apocalyptic uh, a setting, or would you want them to be born in a nice, peaceful setting? Well, come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you're not asking me that question. Unless you got something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, you're going to pick, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? The latter. The yeah. setting, yeah. Well, guess what? We are sacrificing every baby that we fail to protect from the registration process as it is today. It's not saying you can't record a birth, but you can't register. It's It's a whole different world of legal land and the Bar Association and the whole out-of-control, cash-registered judicial system, along with the 5013Cs that want to play a government game with a corporation? Are you a corporation? Are you a house of God? You cannot be both. You're sitting at both tables? Guess what? There, there's a word for There's words for that. And it, and it tells you. That's just not going to work out. And that's why ending the birth registration process as we know of it today, creating securities, okay, that's key to it all. A recording is not going to create a security. A register with the registrar is going to create a security. And then following that, they want the social security, and they want the driver's license, and they want these every license, hunting and fishing and breathing and everything else. So, they want total control. Look, licenses is a licentious man. If you're a pastor and you carry a license, you're living a licentious life. Look it up. And if you don't like what I'm saying, well, I'm sorry. The truth hurts. When you find out that you are taking part in wanting to force others to live licentiously, that they need another man's permission to do something. That is their God-given right. It's a God-given right to go over and fish. It's a God-given right to go hunt and forage for food. It's a God-given right to go down the road, 
car, wagon, horse, whatever. But where, where are we at? We're so far away from that because it's all been commercialized and corporatized. I know it has, man. It has. And we're drowning in it, and we're drowning in it, and we can't see the problem. Oh, well, we We've can see the problem. problem. We can see the problem. We just can't. We just can't. We just can't get somebody to give us the ladder to get out of the pool, you know? Well, man, I, you know, I, I say within, within, within myself, I don't, I, I, you know, and, and pretty much, um, gosh, how tolerant for us to be so far off the path and still be breathing. You I know, know? Man. I know. And, and, I, and I talk about the big picture of the whole and the direction that we're allowing the money changers to take things. It's the most unchristian thing that could ever be happening in the world today. And we're just going to be fine with it? That's that wide path. Killing so. babies with our tax dollars, man. Killing babies with our tax dollars. Babies, disgusting. Yeah, killing disgusting. Babies with it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's, it's, look, man, it, it, it boggles my mind. Because the birth certificate thing's been out there for a long time. It's, it's been a, a subject of controversy for a long, long time. But it's the one they want to hush the most. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Because they're okay with what they think they believe, and they think they're okay and they're right. Then they're content, and, and you know what? We're wrong. We're whack jobs. And, 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 that's, and we're fighting a losing battle. That's what they say. So, but they know deep down inside we are right. Trump told you, Trumpers, it's an ancient system. Just look it up. Yeah, right. It's an ancient system. Guess what? This is an ancient system of pledging. Man. That's what this is. Ancient. This is an ancient system of pledging. That goes thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of years back. But let's just not take you back that far in time. Let's just drop 1913 when the Federal Reserve sunk its teeth into this country. And the man that was setting it up was the grandmaster of the KKK. So if folks of color can't figure that out real fast. Who who was it? Edward first? Edward Mendelhouse. Oh, Mendelhouse. 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 Mental health, because that's what he created. I'm bad with names. Listen, one thing you got to know about me, I'm very bad with names. I forget Black names real bad. Black Wall, <laughs> so Black Wall Street was so successful that their town was about to pretty much put itself in its own position of creating its own currency. And it become yeah. so productive in itself. And as soon as that rumor got out, buddy, they went in with the KKK and the cops and everything else and the army and anybody else that wanted to go in and help destroy it. And then they built a freeway through the middle of it. So you won't have none of that. Look, man, the financial system is what brought racism to America. Okay? The Federal Reserve is the enemy of the people. Period. No two puts. What, what I'm telling you, I got loud in the restaurant, and that's what I said. Yeah, you didn't finish your story, did. man. Finish your story. I kind of am. I kind of am. But there, the Federal Reserve ruined this country. This old guy sitting right across from me, really old. And he stood up, 
with his plate, go to the buffet, and he turned and looked at me, and he goes, you know what, you're absolutely right. I was just like, wow, everybody in the restaurant was just like, wow. Jaw hanging up. Look, man, this is the reality. It's the reality. Federal Reserve's not your friend. Money changers are not your friend. Money changers are baby raper, adrenochrome drinking, crazies. They're just living life here because they know that's all they have. They're one little vapor of life here. And that's all they care about. And wow. that makes you pretty soulless in your endeavors. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you're looking at yeah. the hourglass like that, you really don't wow. care what you're leaving for the children and grandchildren. And I know. when you're not looking at the hour, yeah, look, man, I'm happy to go. But I don't want to leave a mess for my children and grandchildren. <laughs> Yeah. I am not here forever, and thank God for that. You know, here, we're going to put you in this place, and you're going to be here forever, no matter how it turns out. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> not gonna end well. <laughs> you know, it's not going to end well. Oh, man. Um, you know, you can only love love for loving you when it's that real love. It's that, hey, I'm skinny. Hey, listen, final thought, man. I got to get ready to wrap it up. They're going to kick us off here in a couple minutes. All right, man, let's wrap it up, everybody. Final thought, man, final thought. Final thought, end the feds, man. End the feds, end the feds, end the feds. Arrest the banksters, man. Arrest them. Arrest the criminals. I got to agree. Hey, listen, tomorrow night, man, let's try to do one a little earlier, say about 8.30. What's up? All right, bro. All right. Hey, I'll be talking to you. Thanks for joining me tonight, man. Good work, man. Keep up a good fight, and I'm with you. We appreciate the listeners. Bring your questions. I love questions. Yeah, tomorrow night we'll take questions. Okay, guys, sorry. I had a few of you on the phone line here tonight. I apologize for that, but sometimes I just ain't in the mood to take calls, man, you know? So, all right, man. Hey, God bless the Republic and death to the New World Order. Always. Always. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. In the beginning. God save the Republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat all men equal. When they did not, heaven saw. Heaven saw. Our fathers fought each other and paid a great price. Father Abe kept the Union, but not the Republic. We forgot the Republic and placed our trust in man and suffer oppression. We appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. God save the Republic.